right, well, welcome to a bonus episode on Mark chapter 13. And I felt compelled to give a bonus episode because uh, if the interpretation of verses 5 through 23 that I provided is correct, that is that this would all take place, much of what he describes here would take place before and on A.D. 70, then I'll admit it presents a challenge requiring careful thought and attention in order to understand verse 10 because Jesus refers to the gospel being proclaimed in the whole world. Well, in view of the timing and, and of the surrounding verses, this too would seem to be something that I'm saying would happen within the lifetime of the disciples, as with everything else in the passage. So that requires careful thought. How would we understand that? And that's what I want to explore in this bonus episode. How, if, if all of these things take place uh, on or before A.D. 70, then it seems that verse 10 would also fit into that, that somehow the gospel being preached in the whole world would take place within the lifetime of the disciples. How do we get there? Well, first of all, there are other passages in the New Testament that seem to indicate that, in fact, the gospel has gone out into the whole world. For example, Paul makes this claim in Romans 10, 18. In that passage, he talks about the necessity of preaching the gospel for people to be saved, verses 14 through 17, how then how they did to believe without someone preaching to them. And then in verse 18, he quotes Psalm 19:4 to say that in some sense the gospel has already quote gone out into all the earth and quote to the ends of the world. Additionally, in his letter to the Colossians, Paul mentions how the gospel came to the Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, the gospel came to the Colossians, quote, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and growing. Later in that same chapter, in Colossians 1, verse 23, Paul says, the gospel, quote, has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. So at some level, and in some sense, the great missionary preacher Paul thought of the gospel as having already come to the whole world and, and having been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. That's his own words. And so likewise, there must be some sense in which in Mark 13, 10, Jesus seems to think proclaiming the gospel to all nations is an accomplishable task for his disciples in their lifetimes. Well, how could that be? I believe the sense in which Jesus is talking about here and in which Paul was speaking in the passages referred to earlier, were simply a way of referring to how the gospel message was extended to the Gentile nations and not just to Israel. Let me say that again. When he's talking about the gospel going into the whole world, <clears throat> he's talking about, and Paul was talking about, how the gospel message was extended to the Gentile nations and not just to Israel. I believe this is helpfully demonstrated by the book of Acts. In Acts 1.8, the resurrected Jesus told his disciples that they would be his witnesses, quote, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, how should we understand that? Was Jesus being 
just a bit too optimistic. How could they take the gospel to the end of the earth? Well, let's think about it. Acts 1.8 turns out to be a blueprint for the whole book of Acts. The gospel is preached in Jerusalem and Judea in chapters 1 through 7. We find the gospel then being preached in Samaria in chapter 8, see especially verses 4 and 5. And then finally the gospel is taken to the Gentiles, that is to the ends of the earth, beginning in chapter 9 with the conversion and commission of Paul for that task. The rest of the book is about the missionary travels of Paul taking the gospel to the Gentile nations. So understood this way, Acts 1.8 lays out a road map for how the book of Acts will unfold, kind of like it's kind of like a chapter headings and divisions or, or a table of contents, as it were, with the end of the earth referring to the Gentile nations. I know this may have been a long way around the block, but I, I believe it shows how Mark 13.10 can legitimately be a reference to something accomplishable within the disciples' lifetime. In essence, the book of Acts is the fulfillment of that verse for the original disciples they themselves would proclaim the gospel to all nations or to the end of the earth in the sense of taking the gospel outside the confines of Israel and out into the world of the Gentile nations and people. A corollary to this interpretation is the question then of our present-day missionary responsibility to preach the gospel and take the gospel to the whole world ourselves. Somebody might hear that interpretation and say, well, see, the first disciples already did that for us. But that, I repeat, that would be a complete misunderstanding of what has been said. Are we to believe that the missionary task was fulfilled completely in the lifetime of the disciples and therefore we no longer bear that responsibility? Absolutely not. The Apostle Paul himself certainly didn't understand his own words that way. For example, in the same letter, Romans, in which Paul had said in Romans 10, 18, that the gospel had already gone out into all the earth and to the ends of the world. In, his, in that same letter, same Paul, he was still compelled and knew his responsibility uh, in chapter 1 and in chapter 15 was to preach it to those who have never heard. And furthermore, even after he told the Colossians that the gospel had in some sense gone into the whole world and in all creation under heaven, Colossians 1, 6, and 23, Paul, in the same letter, still spoke of the mandate to preach and to teach and to warn everyone in Colossians 1, 28. Note how the word everyone appears three times in Colossians 1, 28, if you're looking at that verse. Therefore, in the mind of Paul, he could say, that in one sense the gospel had gone out into all the earth because it had been preached to the Gentiles now and not just to the Jews, and in a completely different sense realized the need and compulsion to still, uh, according to Romans fifteen twenty, to preach the gospel where Christ has not already been named. So, to tie up the loose ends with Mark thirteen ten, Jesus is speaking to his 12 disciples, telling them that their task was to take the gospel to all nations, in my view, referring to the Gentile nations and not just the Jews. And in the process, they would undergo intense persecution. See verse 9. Jesus is simply telling them that, to, that to, to be prepared and not to worry because the Holy Spirit will be with them and empower them in those moments. Verses 11 through 13, also Acts 1, 8. 
He encourages them to endure to the end. All of the events of, of the book of Acts appear to have taken place before the Roman destruction of Jerusalem and the temple in AD 70. So Jesus' prophetic word, in my mind, to his disciples in verse 10, came to pass. And this doesn't lessen the urgency of our missionary responsibility today one little bit. And there is your bonus episode on Mark chapter 13.